one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the first Sunday in Lent. And now I know you've heard me talk a little bit about Lent being a holy season. And we know that in Lent, traditionally, people give something up or take something on. There's an idea of discipline in Lent. And that discipline is something that has been going on for centuries and centuries. A discipline is a historically valuable differentiator between Lent and other seasons of the church. That makes Lent a real pleasure, right? Discipline. It's totally how you get a party started. So in Lent, I want us to consider doing something in this season that is unique and that is good for us and for our relationship with God and for our relationship with one another. And perhaps that will look like a discipline, but it's not for the sake of discipline. Instead, a discipline is really an opportunity for us to remind ourselves each day, multiple times a day, that we are here for a purpose, that we have been created by a God who loves us, and that we're being called into action in a pretty unique way. A Lenten discipline is really most valuable to remind us of a deep three-part truth, which is that we were created by God, that we are loved by God, and that we are called into action by God. Now, that kind of three-part truth I'm going to pick apart a little bit. Created, loved, and called to act. We are created by God, and that really is indisputable. Now, some people may disagree or want to do something else like that, but we can't necessarily defend that sort of position. There are faithful people who would like to argue all different kinds of created by God. There are people on one end that say God creates and touches and messes with every little bit of everything all the time. And then there are people all the way over here on the other side that say God kind of got everything rolling and let it go, and a near infinite number of little micro moments led to you and me right here in this church. I personally fall somewhere in between that. And that kind of created identity is what leads us to acknowledge truth number two. We are loved by God. You are loved by God. I am loved by God. That love is very deep. Now, some of you may know that being loved is something that calls us into a particular kind of action. I have said multiple times that we are loved very much, but we are loved enough that we are not left where we are. We are called continually into growth. And that takes me to the third. We are called by God to act. That call and that action is what is going to color Lent and Easter here at St. Michael. It's difficult to kind of pick apart call and action, but we're going to try because call is going to be the theme of Lent here. When I speak of God's call to us, I'm necessarily compelled to talk about action, but we're going to try and hold that off just a little bit because today we see how much call can actually matter in our lives. In today's gospel lesson, our gospel passage actually begins with after his baptism. See, Jesus does not just appear a full-grown person knowing exactly what to do and goes off and does it. Jesus is born. 
and he grows up. We don't have a lot of his growing up in the Bible, but we can acknowledge that he kind of figured stuff out as he went. And whatever he figured out led him to the point where he went to the River Jordan and he was baptized by John. And then after his baptism, he is sent out into the wilderness where he is tempted, tempted for 40 days. And this temptation, I want us to resist getting bogged down in the details of the temptation. It is not that important how Jesus was tempted and what the devil said and what he did and all the other stuff. The point of temptation is to acknowledge that human beings are tempted in the world. Our human experience is always colored by temptations of every kind every day, and Jesus's human experience was not unlike ours. Jesus was tempted as we are, and Jesus, because of his call, was able to resist those temptations. Now, I want us to be careful when we talk about temptations, because we could make temptations kind of simple, like eating too much or ignoring work that needs to be done or spending too much money on frivolous things. And we can also make temptations too big. We can make temptations gigantic, like extramarital affairs or like felony crimes. And when temptations are a little too small or a little too big, a little too insignificant or way too significant, we can miss what is most valuable about this idea? See, temptations are not just the extra piece of cake or the extra pair of shoes. I promise God does not care. And temptations are not just doing like premeditated crimes because I'm gonna guess most of us are not doing that in most days. And so we've got to find something in between this where temptations become real to us and we can acknowledge that there are temptations in our lives that are pulling us all the time. Consider how these temptations were presented to Jesus. Jesus had not eaten. He was empty. He was hungry. And he was tempted to be filled with something that was not good stuff. Jesus was taken and shown all of the power and authority in the world and said it could all be yours. He was tempted to go and grab as much as he possibly could. And Jesus was tempted with protection and security. Throw yourself down and the angels will protect you. These are temptations we really understand. I want you to think about the last time you gave up your own comfort, or you gave up your own security for someone else's benefit. Really, I want you to think about this. When was the last time you actually put yourself at some kind of risk in order to do something good for someone else? When was the last time you resisted an opportunity to advance or to gain or to succeed or to secure yourself because you picked a path of generosity? When was the last time you came to church, for example? Not for you and not to fill a need you have, but you wanted to be here 
to make sure that someone who showed up looking for acceptance or love or God in this place met a person who cared for them. You see, we are human and we naturally focus on ourselves. And there's nothing to feel guilty about. Guilt is not helpful here. Shame is not helpful here. When I talk of temptation, I am inviting us into something much better <clears throat> than guilt. I am inviting us into an opportunity that God calls us into to simply get better, to do good better, to relate to one another better, to love God better. The opportunity of Lent for us is not to punish us, but to take a pause, to have a spiritual break where we actually just listen. We cannot in one moment change the course or the path that we are on, but if we take a few weeks, if we look around this space and we realize we're not alone in seeking transformation, that we are not alone and actually seeking to deepen our own discipleship, to put ourselves on a path toward generosity and love in a way that changes us for good, we are not alone in making that kind of desire, then we can actually spend this season listening. Take advantage of this church. Take advantage of this community. Take advantage of the opportunities that we do to kind of shore up all around you. Daily meditations and written meditations and sermons and Bible studies and small groups and all of the different ways that we can help each other to listen better. Over this next few weeks in Lent, I want you to commit to listening to the way that God is talking to you. And if it doesn't make any sense when I say listen for God's voice, then really this is for you. This is an opportunity for you to actually kind of do the thing that people have talked about, to just be quiet and still and open, to allow God to seep in and to begin to disarm all the ways that our world has told us that we need to be in order to protect ourselves and to make sure we get what is ours. And instead, realize that God wants to pour everything we need into us if only we can make the space. Lent is a gift a gift of time and opportunity, and a gift to know that we are not alone in that desire. God is calling us to more. Take the chance to hear him. Amen.